0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الم تر الى الملا من بني اسرائيل من بعد موسى إِذْ قَالُوا لِنَبِيٍ لَهُمُ مبعث لَنَا مَلِكًا نُقَاتِلْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ حُفَّةِ النَّارُ بِالشَّهَوَاتِ وَحُفَّةِ الْجَنَّةُ بِالْمَكَارِهِ أو كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Most of the brothers and elders, when a person is ill, then the very important aspect is the diagnosis must be correct. If the person is ill and they can't seem to find out what's the problem, then something or the other might be administered to the patient. But it is possible that the root cause of the problem may never be treated. And as a result, despite the many different medications and whatever other treatments are given to that patient, his illness will just keep getting worse. And it could become fatal. So as much as the treatment is very important, but the diagnosis is sometimes even more important than the treatment. So that the correct diagnosis will lead to the right treatment. The situation of the ummah, our own situation There is no need to elaborate on this, how weak we have become, how ill we have become. So now what is the root cause of our problem? What is the real issue in terms of the things that we have become afflicted by? So when a person is sick and they can't seem to find what's going on, then they'll take him for more deeper tests, they'll take him for some scan. So likewise Allah Ta'ala has given us many things to scan ourselves with, scan our own situation and likewise the situation of the ummah at large. So the many incidents mentioned in the Quran Sharif of the nations of the past, these incidents are not just for the sake of some historical record. These are actually scans. These are beyond the MRI scans of this dunya and beyond the CT scans and whatever other kind of equipment might be available, this goes right at the heart of the problem and it gives the diagnosis without any doubt. Sometimes after that scan also they say, well, the scan probably didn't pick up something. This leaves nothing out. So there are many, many incidents in the Quran Sharif of the nations of the past in one ayat Allah wa ta'ala mentions about a particular nation, about the Bani Israel, in fact. Allah ta'ala says, Alam Tara ilal min Bani Israel min ba'di Musa. After Musa's time, so for a period of time the Bani Israel were very steadfast. The progeny of Sayyidina Yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam, they were very steadfast on Deen and they continued in the right way, they lived their lives correctly. So when they lived their lives collectively, Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy was upon them. Allah Ta'ala's ni'mad showered upon them. And they lived their lives very well, very happily, in the obedience and service of Allah Ta'ala. But then as time passed, they started getting involved in various vices. One vice after the other. One sin after the other. And then even came down and stooped to the level of idol worship also. So Allah Ta'ala then sent a Nabi among them, Hazrat Shamwil alayhi salatu was salam. Allah Ta'ala is bringing this incident to light for us and making this available to us as a scan to see what is our own condition and to scan the condition of the Ummah at large as well and detect where is the root problem, what is the underlying issue. And if we don't get to the underlying issue, then we'll be going in circles. And just understanding the underlying issue is not good enough. After all the scans, they detected this is a problem. But then there's no treatment of the problem itself. So that's not going to help in any way. So in any case, Allah is giving us this incident to scan ourselves. And likewise the Ummah at large. Allah ta'ala says, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الْمَلَئِ مِن بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ مِن بَعْدِ مُوسَىٰ إِذْ قَالُوا لِنَبِيٍ لَهُمْ عَبْعَثْ لَنَا مَلِكًا نُقَاتِلْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Now when they got involved in this life of sin and vice, so as time went, this became the norm, that they got very far away from deen, and the sin, sins became prevalent. So this is the common situation which is evident in all the different nations that passed, the reasons for the rise and fall of nations, that nations went up, they progressed, they became very very close to Allah Ta'ala also, and they progressed in terms of dunya as well. In what is the true meaning of progress in dunya? This was in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala only. But when they stepped into vice and sin, then this became their downfall. Dr. Iqbal, the very famous poet of the East, his poetry is full of a lot of advice and a lot of very deep points. So one little couplet of his, he says, batau tumko kya hai." Let me tell you what is the destiny of nations? What brings about this rise and fall of nations? This is now in the light of history and not just one particular period of time, across the board. What is the history? What is the destiny of nations? What brings about their rise? What brings about their fall? The first part of that nation when it had to now pick itself up, and had to take itself to the heights, then there was a lot of struggle, a lot of striving, that even laid down their lives. They had to do whatever was required and give the ultimate sacrifice. And when they did this, when they sacrificed everything for Allah T'bārakā wa ta'ala, this became the reason for their rise. But then when things now became easy, things became relaxed, unfortunately, as the next generation comes, they didn't see the struggle of their forefathers. They didn't see what sacrifices were made, what lives were laid down, and how much was put into this. So they got into a different mode, that live life to the full, enjoy all the pleasures and leisures and as far as Deen is concerned, in the back seat. So you see what happened afterwards? Shamshir wa sana awwal, taus or rubab akhir. Then the singing and dancing started. Then the music and entertainment started. Which unfortunately is becoming the the norm, let alone in places of kufr, in Muslim lands. But this is being thrust down the communities and nations. Now get involved in this, because the enemies of Islam also have studied this. And they've also seen, what is the rise and fall of nations. And if you want to drop the Muslims, then get them involved in all kinds of vices. So now bring every kind of entertainment. Make the object of life entertainment. Make it all the kind of vices. Music must become the standard thing. Dancing and all kinds of other evils. Then alcohol will flow with it. And intoxicants will become the standard thing as well. Whatever else goes along. Zina will become like a pastime. This becomes the downfall. So in any case, this became their downfall also. And when this became the downfall, then the next thing that happens is, and then the enemy overpowers. So the enemy, the amalikha, they came and really tra- completely trampled them. Thousands lost their lives. Many, many difficulties and hardships came. Eventually, these people realized now that we have to do something. So now they began asking the Nabi of the time, that, Ib'ath lana malikan nuqatil fi sabilillah. Appoint somebody as a king for us under whose banner now we will fight in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So now, mashallah, intention very good. But he then responded to them, in kutiba al Allah tuqatilu." تُقَاتِلُ You're making very big bold statements now. But when it comes to the crunch, you're going to stand up to the test of time. Your words are very big now. But when it comes to backing up with action, will you still be there? So they said, but why not? All this oppression that has come upon us, why will we run away? Very well. There's some detail in between. But then further in the ayat that follows, Allah Ta'ala then says, فَلَمَّا فَصَلَ طَالُوتُ بِالْجُنُودِ So Allah Ta'ala, by the means of the Nabi of the time, Allah Ta'ala appointed Talut, the very pious person, that he will be your leader now to take you forward. So you will have to stand along with him. So now he took this army of 80,000. This army of 80,000 to go and now fight against the Amalikha, who were responsible for this terrible pain that was inflicted upon the Bani Israel and the suffering that came upon them and the oppression. So now as he's moving off with them, so now all their bold claims that we are there and whatever else, so he then said to them, فَلَمَا طَالُوتُ بِالْجُنُودِ قَالَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مُبْتَلِيكُمْ بِنَّهَرٍ that Now he is marching with them. He says, Remember very well now, we are on our way, but Allah is going to test you. Allah is going to test you with a river that is going to flow in your path. And فَمَنْ شَرِبَ مِنْهُ فَلَيْسَ مِنِّهِ Anybody who drinks out of this water of the river, he is not part of me. I got nothing to do with him. He will not be able to withstand anything. fa The one who refrains from drinking this water except to the extent of one hand, one scoop. Just how much will come in his one scoop of the hand? That much. More than that is not permitted for him now. And if he does not... Stick within this limit, then he's going to slip badly. Now by the time they reached the river, everybody was thirsty. And now this test is in front. He already warned them, this test is coming. Allah ta'ala says, Pasharibu minhu illa minhum. And when the crunch time came, minhu illa minhum. Out of that eighty thousand one narration says Only 4,000 didn't drink it. And one narration says, not even 4,000, only 313. Identical number of the people on the occasion of, Sahaba on the occasion of Badr. Only they didn't drink it. 313 out of 80,000. And what happened as a result of this? The rest of the 79,000 and some amount, all became totally cowards. So now they gave in to temptation at that time. This was became very tempting, they were thirsty, very tempting, the water is flowing just at our feet, and now you mustn't drink, so they drank. So in any case, this whole army of 80,000 out of them, only 313 got left. So now 313, they didn't turn back now, we got no numbers, what do we do? They moved on. Now they're facing and contracting a huge army. So the people who were with Talut, they said to him, that This Jalut, the enemy and his army, we have no strength against them today. Our numbers are so small. We have no equipment. The odds are totally against us. How can we face such a huge and mighty army but then there were some others among them some made this comment allah ta'ala says but there were some people of yaqeen amongst them allah ta'ala says those who had this firm yaqeen that we have to meet allah ta'ala on the day of qiyamah what was their comment their comment was Kam min fiatin that how often it has happened that a small little group, they routed a huge army. But when? بِإِذْنِ With the permission of Allah Ta'ala. With the help of Allah Ta'ala. Now when does that help of Allah Ta'ala come? The help of Allah Ta'ala comes when, ask further in this ayat Allah Ta'ala, then says, Wallahu ma'as sabirin." Allah Ta'ala's help comes upon those who have this true sabr. On the one side was the shahawat, the desires, the temptation. More than 79,000 fell into temptation. So now, all the big claims, the big, big words, and all the fancy talk, all that just disappeared. Why? Because temptations were too deep. And giving in to temptations had become their life. The Mufassirin explained that these people were too accustomed to their luxuries. They had become ad- addicted to their luxuries. So now they couldn't stand up to the test of time. When it became crunch time, they disappeared. When the temptation now came, which they were warned about, they were forbidden from, they just fell into it. And who passed the test? <laughs> Allah is with the people of Sabr. So now, there are two things that are clearly mentioned to us here. This is a scan. Either we are going to be in the group that follow their shahawat, they become the slaves of their desires, they just chase after fun and entertainment. That becomes a life. You have to earn. Dunya becomes your objective. But that too must then be spent in fun and entertainment. Any spare moment, how to just keep oneself entertained. And therefore you see what the outcome of that is. The kind of addictions. One is addiction to intoxicants. That is also part of it. And then the addiction to now pornography. It's the same shahawat there's no sabr. Person is walking on the street, he can't make sabr. And then despite whatever else Allah has blessed him with, but now he's deep into one sin after the other. And whereas this, this is also this test, either shahwat or sabr. In the hadith of Qudsi, Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala says, sahmum min sihami iblisa masmum. That this haram glance, this lustful glance, looking at filth, looking at evil, Look okay, at all that complete muck on those screens. Allah Ta'ala says this haram glance, sahmum min sihami iblisa musmum. This is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. Now that indulgence in shahwat, that chasing after, be, after the temptations and just becoming slaves of passion and desire, this doesn't come without its price the first and the worst price is that it destroys the heart completely the heart gets engulfed in darkness and now the darkness of the heart doesn't leave peace in anything in a dark heart there's neither any deen in there and neither there's any satisfaction with dunya also the dark heart can't even enjoy the halal ni'mats in a proper manner his halal wife will be nothing to him He'll still be looking for the misery of haram outside. The halal, na'as allah will bless him with, but there'll be no taste and enjoyment in that. He'll be looking for haram, the darkness of the heart. When the heart gets engulfed in that darkness through all these addictions of looking at evil and filth, and whatever other sins and vices, going to places of haram. Now this is that one part of it, shahwat. So in this hadith, Allah taala says, hadith al-Qudsi, that this poisonous arrow, this haram glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. Now this is the one side. The person is going to indulge in the shahawat He's going to just get fall headlong into this. He's going to fill his heart with this poison. And on the other side is sabr. This this is a scan in front of us. Either the people of shahawat or the people of sabr. So the... The hadith thereafter goes on, Man The one who makes sabr on this. The temptation is breaking his heart. But he says that it break for Allah. Ta'ala. So the one who leaves and forsakes this haram for the pleasure of Allah. Ta'ala, out of the fear of Allah. Ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says, halawatahu fi qalbihi. I will give him in exchange for this such iman, the sweetness of which he will taste in his heart. One explanation the muhaddisim gave, that ibadat will become a pleasure for him. He will find it difficult to stop the tilawat. He'll be struggling to now put the zikr on pause because there's some other work to attend to. He'll be finding sukun to be in the masjid. That's one explanation. Others say this is there without, this is obvious. This is over and above that a physical experience. Allah will grant him sweetness of Iman. His heart will be filled with a happiness and sweetness. Because of what? Because of the genuine sabr that he made. Now, this is the choice we have shahawat or sabr. And now, in this time and age, with all the things that are happening in the world, the crisis that the ummah is going through, one after the other, not confined to this Gaza, that is indeed right in our faces. But despite that, and despite the many other things happening in the world, but we have not yet managed to come out of our shahawat. This is something, still we still stuck in it. And as a result, we just vent anything, whatever comes in our heart and mind, to do anything, no matter how, or wrong, it might be, whether it pertains to the matters of getting involved in the sins and vices that were discussed, and whether so many other things. For example, it is the same shahawat that now affects, for example, how people conduct their weddings, their nikah, as that poem and message of Dr. Iqbal, Marhum, shamshir Sana'a Awal Taus rubab Akhir. The initial days were the struggle, the mujahada, the sacrifice, the laying down of lives. But then what happens thereafter? The singing and dancing starts. Ten years ago, if it was mentioned somewhere in South Africa, a Muslim wedding took place and some singing and dancing was happening there, say, no, impossible, you might have mistaken it. Must be something else, somebody else. But this is all common knowledge. And everybody is trying to outdo the other. <laughs> Allah, mashaAllah. Outdoing the other in being more sinful. In being more vile. Allah forbid, Allah save us. Now, this is the rise and fall of nations. This is what brings people to the height, the obedience of Allah, wa ta'ala. This is what debases them. This is what drops nations to the floor. The disobedience of Allah, wa ta'ala. Getting involved in all these shahwat and sins. Now, this is the... The scan the Quran Sharif is giving us very very clearly for us. So now only is the diagnosis, but what is the prescription? Knowing the diagnosis, and then after just going home, that's not going to change anything. Then we've got to take the prescription and administer it, take it for ourselves. It is impossible to confront the tsunami of shahawat At every step there is this flood of illicit things, flood of immorality and vice, it's not possible and it's completely out of anybody's ability to confront it without iman and the strength of iman. Not just iman, but the deep strength of iman. It is when that iman settles deep down in the heart and when the noor of iman enlightens the heart fully, and that noor of iman from the heart then permeates every limb of the body. It permeates the eyelashes also. And the eyebrows and the eyelids. Now that eye will be able to act on the ayat of the Quran Sharif. min absarihim Say to the believing men to lower their gazes. It's only the noor of iman, not physical strength, that will lower that eyelid, that eyelid at that time. And that will lower that gaze at that time. It is the noor of iman that will wake this body up at the time of fajr and bring this person to the masjid and to the house of Allah Ta'ala. It is only the noor of iman that when the temptation is taking him to the zina dens and when the temptation is making him want to press buttons to take him towards evil and vice, it's the noor of iman that's going to hold him back. It's a noor of Iman that's going to hold the tongue from vulgarity, if the Noor of Iman has come so much in the heart and illuminated the heart to that extent that it is now flowed onto the tongue, and that Noor of Iman will hold the tongue back, that I can't talk like this. This is my Allah's gift. My Allah's name. It can be anybody. It can be my wife, it can be my children, it can be some staff, it can be somebody on the road. But this is out of the question. I can't be vulgar. I can't be obscene. But unfortunately, all these things are fashion. So now this is the first thing developing this nur of iman in the same ayat that we discussed. قَالَ يَظُنُّونَ أَنَّهُمْ اللَّهِ كَمْ مِّن فِئَةٍ قَلِيلَةٍ غَلَبَتْ فِئَةً كَثِيرَةً That the people of yaqeen, they then stood up and said, don't worry about the numbers our reliance is not on numbers our reliance is on the help of allah wa ta'ala how many small numbers they overcame huge armies when bi abu darda radhiyallahu ta'ala an it was on the eve of one battle and he addressed the sahaba kiram, and he said to them "Amalun salihun qabla al qital inna ma bi Imam Bukhari has quoted the statement Abu Darda where he gathered the sahaba and he said to them, remember tomorrow you're going to have to be on the battlefield. Tonight you engage in a'mal. Tomorrow you're going to be facing the enemy. You are not going to overcome them on the basis of physical strength, on the basis of equipment. ma tuqatiluna bi'amalikum." It is your a'mal that's going to put strength in anything. If your numbers are there, the a'mal will put strength in the numbers. If you have that equipment, the a'mal will put the strength in the equipment. And if it's not available, the a'mal will take you forward. tuqatiluna bi a'malikum So now this comes back to the root matter of developing that iman, that yaqeen, which will be developed in the environments of iman and yaqeen going out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, being in the company of the pious, being part of the taalim that takes place in our masajid, having taalim in the homes, setting a time for amal in our homes. What is there in our homes that is boosting our iman? Social media? Watching some series? Listening to music? Is that boosting our iman in any way? That is just draining everything away. That is leaving the iman lifeless. Iman is there, alhamdulillah. But the life of it is gone. So now there's no stand to do anything righteous. And like a dead situation, then disease just comes in. That corpse just starts decaying. So now there's only decay. Evil actions, evil words, can only see evil, only interested in listening to evil. Nobody must come near me, otherwise you'll hear get, get the peace of my mind, get a peace of my mind. If I just feel upset, I can't hold myself, no sabr, I would blurt anything. Just vent bang on anyone. Sabar is gone. So this most fundamental aspect is this developing of iman and iman gets developed by those things that Allah Ta'ala has provided for us to boost this iman. In our homes there should be dedicated time for every member of that household. That there's time for their salah, on time, the men in the masjid with jama'ah, and the women folk in their houses, and likewise time for ta'aleem, time for tilawat of the Quran Sharif this is what's going to be the barrier against Ishahawat. otherwise one press of a button and a person says I fell, after one year of staying, one press of a button, I don't know what happened, but it's not what happened, I don't know what happened, did you continue with the amal, he says no, that got left one month ago, so then the weakness set in Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Zikr, time for Dua. Let us ask ourselves that in this time, how many, let alone minutes, let alone hours, and over the many days if we add it all up, over the past two, three months we add it all up, it will amount to several days. Several days of following non-stop news. But how many minutes we took our time to make two rakats nafil of Salatul Haja. And if not even that, raising our hands and very deeply begging Allah Ta'ala, asking Allah's help, beseeching Allah Ta'ala's help for our brothers and sisters in Gaza, for throughout the the condition of the ummah at large, for our own personal selves, begging Allah's help. So we still engage in, even that becomes part of shahawat. Because that too gives us some kind of excitement to see what's going on, some entertainment. There's an entertainment factor. Unfortunately, even deen then becomes entertainment. A person won't part with a hundred rands for a good cause unless there's some entertainment in it. Come to some fair, now you're supporting the good cause. So now come excite yourself, come become part of the entertainment. Now appease your conscience that I also participated in something. But to make the person part with some contribution for the sake of deen, he'll come into a gathering where his iman will be already trampled. Uh, that becomes deen also. In the name of deen. In the name of deen, things that will now drain iman away, that will happen. Why? Because of ittiba اتباع shahawat Chasing behind those desires and those same temptations, falling into temptations, this becomes the end result of it. Dressing will become like anybody else. People who have no iman, people who have no sense of what haya is why because of no sabar I should stick to what deen has required of us what kind of garments are conducive to haya no no everybody is doing it so the same kind of immoral dressing which completely destroys any bit of haya in a person all this and so much more no time to go into any other detail all this is a result of this is the, 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 the prescription for it the treatment is we have to come back to strengthen our iman bring the noor of iman in our hearts in the gatherings of iman in the company of the righteous the amal that we describe and much more Allah ta'ala give us a tawfiq Allah ta'ala save us from falling into all these temptations and shahwat Allah ta'ala bless us with true sabr that keeps us steadfast on deen wa akhiru da'wana